everyone. We wanted to tell you about a new show we are loving, the Culture Study Podcast with Anne Helen Peterson. It's a show about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds you. Each week, Anne and a super smart co-host answer listeners' questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing, like, why do clothes suck now? Is Paw Patrol copaganda or is it not that deep? And what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter, the Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to the Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Fantasy is, I'm not going to say it's not goofy, (laughs) because I don't think there's anything wrong with being goofy. But, you know, you can get out of it what you want. Yeah. Also, I just want magic to be real. So, like, that's fine, too. I know. So, sue me. Somebody hit the bummer button because magic is not real. Text me back. Text me back. Text me back at once. Why won't you text me back? Text. Text me back. Text me back, Back. Megan. Text Me Back, a podcast about best friends, the best animals, and the worst people. I'm Lindy West. And I'm Megan Hatcher-Mays. Or, for the purposes of this episode, I am Galindriel, Lady of the Woods of West. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Megan Wise Gamgermays, lawyer and halfling gardener who has never left the Shire. And that's because, you guessed it, it's Lord of the Rings week. Lord of the Rings week. We are so excited. We have rewatched the extended versions of the films in preparation for this illustrious episode of Text Me Back. And we are very, very excited to talk about to talk about it. That's a 12 plus hour commitment. <laughs> and it was worth yeah. it. Absolutely. So why Lord of the Rings? Why now? Why us? Obviously, this is a beloved property, and a lot of people don't need an explanation of what Lord of the Rings is and why it it means so much to us. But um, in case you've been living in a cavern deep under the Lonely Mountain. (laughs) In case you've been hiding under an elves cape that has magically disguised you and your friends to look like a rock. (laughs) And you have you've never heard of the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien, or as one of our listeners (laughs) called him, Jokin, Rokin, Rokin Token. (laughs) (laughs) Canonically his name now. Uh, This episode, listen, we're going to get very deep into the lore, but we just wanted to take a minute to explain kind of what it is and why it's important to Lindy and me. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with this beloved trilogy, the books, the first book, Fellowship of the Ring, came out in 1954, a beautiful year for high fantasy books to come out fresh off of a global war. Everyone was very sad. (laughs) And the only way to feel better about it was to pretend that there was a special alternate universe with stunning, gorgeous elves and weird dwarves. And there's an evil guy and he created Mm -hmm. a magic ring that has the power to like control all people. It's like an authoritarian magic ring. Then the ring falls into the hands of a little hobbit, which is like a little small man, a halfling. Mm -hmm. He's like half the size of a man and he lives a dinky life in a remote village. And he somehow gets his hands on this magic ring that is the most powerful object ever to exist. And then, for some reason, (laughs) he is tasked personally (laughs) with the job of walking (laughs) all the way to the volcano to throw the ring into the volcano and stop the evil fantasy Hitler from uh, overrunning the entire Earth. Emphasis on walking, because they get, like, not even halfway there, and they're like, we got to get rid of our horses. I'm so sorry. Bye, Bill the Pony. And then Bill the Pony gets the boot, and off he goes. You know, this holiday tradition is really about... 12 hours of Pennsylvania Dutch and elves and hot kings. Hello, (laughs) ghosts, which this podcast is famously a fan of. It's really something to just, you know, relax and enjoy. Although I realize not everyone finds it relaxing, but I do. (laughs) Reading a book is nice, but have you tried watching a book 
while flat <laughs> and you don't have to use any of your muscles to hold anything up in front of your face. Have you tried using your eyeballs not a once? Just you don't even have to move them. You just point them in one direction and the movie, the movie moves. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. The pictures move themselves, gang. <laughs> so that's why this is so important. And if it, it feels, it does feel a little holiday-y. I mean, obviously... Jokin' Rokin' Rokin' Token was big time white Christian man. And so there's a lot of Christian themes in the novels and in the movies. But that's okay. We, we, can, we can look past it for the purposes of coziness. <laughs> but he was adamant that this is not an allegory. It's not like a thinly veiled Jesus story, which he said, I believe, as shade to his frenemy, C.S. Lewis, who wrote straight up allegory Christian propaganda yeah. for children <laughs> yeah which i also love which i but. absolutely get down with absolutely i mean i think token <laughs> can say whatever he wants about it being or not being an allegory it, once your art goes out into the world i think other people kind of get to decide uh, how they feel about it and i kind of think it is one sorry babes but that's okay because i think Unlike C.S. Lewis, unlike the Crons of Narn, it's not so heavy handed as to make you uncomfortable. So it's a nice cozy watch. It is so fun. There's so many hotties. There's so much adventure. There's crazy creatures. There's horses. There's horse lords. There's caverns. There's ghouls. There's like a tiny bit of romance. There's not a tremendous amount of women, no. uh, but that's okay. You know, I think a lot of people have a stigma against fantasy. Yeah. And first of all, I don't relate because all I've ever wanted is to not live in this crappy universe. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you kidding? Um, like people who are like, I listen to sad songs for fun. Like, what are you talking about? But there is an intellectual argument for it, which is that if you're trying to take it seriously, you don't call it fantasy. You call it speculative fiction. Mm. And the idea is that you are removing the boundaries of reality and the restrictions of reality mm -hmm. to imagine a universe that could exist if mm -hmm. things were different. So it's essentially like a thought experiment. You could be like, oh, what would a society look like that had no gender? Or what if cats could talk and they were all best friends? Like, so yeah. varying political import. But yeah, I mean, this is why like Octavia Butler is important. Like you mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. do really really high level, beautiful, brilliant political analysis yeah. using science fiction and fantasy. I have a couple things to say to that. One is I actually am not a huge fantasy fan, although you've gotten me into several fantasy properties that I've ended up really loving. But I think what I really love about Lord of the Rings is that it does feel really accessible to me as somebody who doesn't necessarily identify as a fantasy lover. So that's one thing I really love about it. Like before this podcast, I worked in politics and it was very tiring and exhausting. Um, and there are many things about Lord of the Rings that I found to resonate with me during that time. And there's like that kind of final bat battle where Theoden King is like, we have to write out, we don't have the numbers. Our chances of success are 0%. We are not going to win, but we will meet them in battle nonetheless. And they write out and he just screams death and they all... <laughs> <laughs> just charge. And the orcs in that moment, they're all lined up and they're terrified at the power and like intensity of the men of Rohan and their allies, like storming this line of orcs. And this is so corny, but I just remember watching that during this like big fight to get a democracy bill passed that I was kind of leading on. And I was like, yeah. We got to ride out and meet him in battle. Nonetheless, that's me. I was like, we're not, this bill is not getting passed, but yeah, we're at least we're going to freak him out a little bit on the vote. That's right. So I don't know. That's, so to me, there's like still a lot that like really resonates and I think is really applicable to like modern day politics and modern life, even though with the huge caveat that it is, you know, at least the original series and the Hobbit, very white, very male. Well, it's not all very white, Megan, because what about the Haradrim <laughs> from the South? <laughs> Anytime they're like, yeah, some men are into Sauron and they came to help. It's all they do. They, those guys don't have the blue eyes nope. of the freaking Gondorians. But I love your take on like the politics of fantasy and how it can be anything that you want, which is why I found the the blowback on Rings of Power, which is like a prequel to the events of The Hobbit and the events of Lord of the Rings, you know, the casting for the show, which is on 
Amazon Prime. Sorry to mention Bezos on this beloved podcast, but the casting for Rings of Power is very diverse. Not every character in that universe is white. And the response from the Urukai right wing mega freaks was like, well, that's not historically accurate. That there's a black elf. It's like, what do you mean historically accurate? There's not an elf in history. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and people who get mad about like the Little Mermaid being black, it's like, what do you mean it's not accurate? There's not a mermaid. It can be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be white. And so that's one of the reasons I really loved Rings of Power too, is that it really did add that extra layer of inclusion. Sorry to say, like, be extra corny about it, but it did add an extra layer of significance to me as a non-white person Mm -hmm. to be able to like really, I know representation is not everything, but it is something. And it is nice to see like a visualization of like Tolkien's world in a way that isn't so strongly rooted in whiteness. And of course, yeah, Ben Shapiro hated it. So big shocker there. (laughs) Well, I know Ben Shapiro was like, I didn't stop crying for two months when I saw a black snowflakes. We're the triggered snowflakes. And he can't handle a single black actor with elf ears on, like with prosthetics on. (laughs) Okay, bro. Well, the thing about those people is they'll always be like, no, no, Mm -hmm. like on Reddit or whatever. They'll be like, no, it's not historically accurate because Tolkien intended the elves to represent the Scandinavian, the Vikings, and he intended the Gondorians to represent the Germans or whatever. And then it's like, yeah, and he was racist. (laughs) We don't have to do it the way that he said. In (laughs) fact, we can move on and improve things so that they align with our values as our values evolve, friend. Not a documentary. (laughs) Like, I don't... I mean, it is. It is. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Santa Claus is real and Lord of the Rings is a documentary. Oh, thank God. You had me. That that was a mean prank, Megan. (laughs) I have a deep emotional connection to Lord of the Rings because my dad used to read it out loud to me when I was little. I was watching it yesterday and I was like, oh my God, my dad loved doing the tree beard part. He would like do the voices and stuff. And it was so cute. And so it was a formative text for me. And can I say, despite the fact that I just gave an impassioned speech about what a beautiful tool science fiction and fantasy can be for political commentary, uh, that is not what we will be doing in this episode. We will be talking about the characters like this is a gossip column. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing Lord of the Rings blind items. Let's see if you can figure out. So um, what you just heard, that's the extent of anything that matters. No further analysis <laughs> will be provided on this podcast. Thank you so much. No, but but did you see what Mary Brandy Buck was wearing? <laughs> did you hear what Celebrimbor did? He gave all of his ring secrets to the Dark One. What an idiot. So I hope you'll join us. I hope you'll give this a chance. There's nothing better. Grab a pint from the Green Dragon and an onion tart from Rosie. Coming up, Megan and I play the beloved game F. Mary Kill, but with characters from The Lord of the Rings. Prepare to go deep into the lore and get extremely petty about some of our feelings about each of the characters. Our show is called Text Me Back, so we want to invite you to our group chat. Do you have any questions for us about your own friendship dilemmas? Maybe friendships with ghosts or just some personal tidings of your own? No song needed, but encouraged very encouraged we want to include your questions and tidings on the show so text us to join the text me back text club text bff to 206-926-9955 that's 206-926-9955 and even if we can't text you back every time we pinky promise to read all of your texts and think about how to include them in the show At SoundSide, we bring you news and conversation rooted in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman. I think of my job hosting SoundSide as, number one, asking tough questions of powerful people, the questions you, KUOW listeners, want answered. And two, bringing you a daily slice of the fascinating, confounding, and often goofy side of life in Washington State. 
Join me for SoundSide at noon and 8 p.m. on KUOW or anytime on the SoundSide podcast. It's been enough research and heavy uh, scholarship. Yeah. Time for some fun and games, mm-hmm, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. There's nothing cozier than a game, and we prepared a game that will delight all who hear it <laughs> and who play it. And we encourage you to play this game with your friends and family and pets after this episode is over. Um, <laughs> and everyone knows the famous game, F, Mary Kill, right? Right. Where you are given a choice of three uh, hunks. <laughs> or losers and mm-hmm. or combo and then you decide who you would f who you would marry and who you would kill we thought we should play that lord of the rings fmk but there are so many important characters <laughs> nine to be exact nine members of the fellowship of the ring that we have expanded the game um you know to the sort of n- the natural extension of F Mary Kill. Yeah, yes, very natural. And so you're familiar with FMK, of course, but are you familiar with FMK HFDYTH, the famous <laughs> game that we have invented? You might be wondering what those things stand for. For some reason, you weren't able to figure it out based on the acronym, which seems crazy, but uh, just in case, it's F Mary Kill, Hurt Their Feelings, Freaky Friday Mind Swap, Do Karaoke With and Which Song. You kill a spider and then have to listen to this person condescendingly explain that spiders are good, actually, because they eat bugs. Their hair becomes your pubes. And finally, hire as your manservant as punishment for your favorite son's death. The famous game. And so we're going to do this game with the nine members of the Fellowship who are, of course, Gandalf, Boromir, Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli, Frodo, Sam, Mary. And Pippin. Cursed Pippin. Shall we, Lindy? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get into this. This is very important ranking. Uh, there are wrong answers. Oh my god, Lindy, I'm scared. So. Who, Lindy, would you F? I mean, this is obvious and boring, but Aragorn. Yeah. Obviously. 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 Who I feel like only later in life did I find hunky. Mm-hmm. I feel like when the movies came out and I was like 18, I was like, ew. Yeah. His hair's so stringy. <laughs> but now that I'm <laughs> I'm matured. Like, I feel yeah. like when I was a teenager, I was like, Legolas. <laughs> and now I'm like, that's a little boy. <laughs> I, I like him so, wan and underfed. <laughs> that's what I'm about. That I'm a woman, obviously. I'm, I'm effing Aragorn. Yeah, it makes total sense. And also not marriage material. Like, really kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, Megan, who are you effing? I also picked Aragorn, okay, because I, I think he's delightful F material. Absolutely. Handsome. The stringy hair does not bother me. Never did. Although I, I agree with you, like maybe at first, when I first saw the movies, I was like, okay, <laughs> nobody showers in Middle Earth and possibly Aragorn least of all. I don't know. But I also picked him for, for F because I totally agree with you. He's not marriage material. And actually one thing that we texted about was like, I feel like Aragorn was enjoying his journey away from his boo Arwen mm. a little too much. He was like, this kicks ass. I'm literally sprinting all over Middle Earth. I'm I'm calling my girlfriend's dad every day to be like, get her out of here, put her on a ship. <laughs> I don't think I want to marry this man. Maybe one or two hookups at the Prancing Pony, but I am not marrying this dude. Yeah, you're so right. He's a roving bachelor. I know. You know, I love that we're on the same page about that. I know. Every he's time Arwen is like, I'm gonna come over there, he's like, Don't come here. You know what I mean? Read your book. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know? Okay. So who are you going to marry? Okay. <laughs> this might be controversial, but I have chosen Gimli. I find... <laughs> I just... Listen. Listen. No, I just think that the dwarves have shown themselves to be very devoted. Like if they really want something, they will get into it so much that they awaken an ancient evil. You know what I mean? And I just think that... It's nice. You know, who doesn't want to be loved so greatly, so devoted to by their partner <laughs> that they okay, maybe awaken a demon? I, I get it. I get it. I can see it. Also, hmm. jewels and diamonds. <laughs> so that's fancy too. I liked that. So I chose Gimli to marry. I just feel like he would get drunk and yell at you. <laughs> 
you know, well, which I yeah. don't like. I don't like the yelling. The I don't know. We could have a tub of mead from time to time. <laughs> yes. Would that be so bad? I mean, you know what? Okay, here's my other con for marrying Gimli. Yeah. Do you have to live underground? I mean... Where does Gimli live? That's a great question, because he clearly had no idea what was going on with his family. Maybe it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But that's I will nice. get some nice gems out of it. So you, that's why I think You love Gimli. your man no matter what, you know? Yeah, totally. And for you, Lindy, who are you marrying? Okay, this might be controversial as well, but I'm, I gotta marry Boromir. I like that. Yeah. Here's what I like about Boromir. He's fun. Like Aragorn is a downer. Boromir, yeah. Boromir's like playing with mm-hmm. the hobbits, like teaching them sword fighting. Yep. The whole way through, I was like doing a debate with myself where I was like, is Boromir hot? Is Boromir hot? Is Boromir hot? And I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and then right after Gandalf dies. Sorry. The hobbits are sad and Aragorn's mm-hmm. like, yeah. we gotta go. Yeah, and then back Boromir's to business like, immediately. Give mm-hmm. them a minute, man. <laughs> yeah. And it is so romantic. Yeah. It is so nice. Yeah. And I was like, Boromir is a man with a good heart in an impossible situation. <laughs> I, I can just see a full, like the whole arc of my life being pleasant. I see. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, Boromir is kind of an interesting choice because he makes a lot of really bad decisions over the course of fellowship. But a lot of that is because of his shitty father. I can fix him. (laughs) He just needs a wife. But then he eventually does have this like sort of moral clarity about what he's been put here to do. And that is actually very nice. And he does show a great deal of empathy. So, you know. He loves the little hobbits, which actually I disagree with. I don't care for the hobbits, but you hate uh, them so (laughs) much. It's so funny. (laughs) They're so annoying and like useless. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, who are we killing? Uh, I promise I won't kill the hobbits. Oh, no, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot who I put. You're not going to like it. I feel like I already know, uh, but I picked... Legolas. He's so annoying. He's so obnoxious. And I feel like he's low-key kind of bloodthirsty. He's very lithe. He knows things he shouldn't. Just like, shut up. Shut up. Also, I feel like Legolas is always getting up to the top of something in the least sensical way possible. Just walk up there. And said he's like, T- he's like tiptoeing on the air, t- you know, doing like <laughs> a 360. Do. Doing like a That's 360. Not what you would do? No, doing like a 360 flip to get on top of a horse. It's like just mount it normal. God, you're so oh. obnoxious. I would never mount it normal if I had elf powers. Anyways, so I would kill. No, he helps everyone out with his elf eyes. He deserves to live. I don't also, think so. Can- okay, here's a question. Yeah. I don't understand how- about how elves work. Can they die or are they immortal? Like, what do you mean? What's the deal? Well, I think they can die. That's why, like, they don't really want to get involved in this kerfuffle between man and evil. They can be killed, but they don't die of old age? I I guess. But then how do they grow from a baby? Listen, (laughs) take it up with joke and roken, roken token. I would love to. I'd love to. Okay. uh, Oh, who am I going to kill? You know it. I already know. You know it. I already Frodo. know. Frodo. Rip. Frodo is so annoying. I, don't, I mean, do I even have to explain it? Yes, you do. <laughs> he's the hero of the story. So I think people <laughs> would want to know why okay, you. Well, he's, this is Lindy and Sauron shaking hands because they agree Frodo must die. I just feel like Frodo, he's just a drag. He's always crying. He's like always in pain. <laughs> It's not bad. It's fine to be in This man, his mind has been ravaged by the evils of the ring. He's been stabbed by a Morgul blade, and you're like, shut up. Well, okay. I look, he okay. (laughs) He can live until he completes his mission. Sure. So that the rest of the world can continue and not be covered by a second darkness. But um I don't know. I just don't like him. I, he has a bad vibe. He has a bad attitude. He has a bad attitude. And sometimes he's mean to Sam. I don't like that. Because if there's one hobbit that I do tolerate, it's Samwise Ganji. That's as high as you'll go. I tolerate no. his existence. No, I like that's Sam. Funny. I like Sam. Oh, well, that's a wild choice. Now, Lindy, whose feelings are you hurting in Middle Earth um, amongst our heroes? Um, Mary. Like, I just feel like Mary's not as bad as Pippin in terms of 
ruining everything. Yeah, sure. But he is still annoying. And also, like, I don't like it when someone's mean to someone else. And sometimes Mary is mean to Pippin. I just feel like Mary needs to be taken down a peg. Even though I hate Pippin, I don't like when Mary's mean to Pippin. <laughs> That's so funny. So I want to hurt Mary's feelings. I want to take him down a peg. How about yeah. you? Um, I actually picked Pippin. So that's interesting. Yeah. Not because I really think he deserves it. It's more like, and also he gets his feelings hurt plenty. But yeah, he's like, he never learns from his mistakes. And it, it kind of, his mistakes do sort of like bumble the story along to a way where like our hero succeeds because of some of his, some of like objectively terrible mistakes that Pippin makes. But I think he deserves to have his feelings hurt. You know? Who, Megan? Are you going to experience a Freaky Friday mind swap with? Okay. Your brain goes into their body. Their brain goes into your I body. I know. I think I answered this wrong, but here's what I put. I put Gandalf because I was like, that would be great because then I would be a wizard. But it's not really true. My brain would just be <laughs> in his body. But I don't know. That could be still be fun. He's still friends with Shadowfax. So yeah, I also picked Gandalf. I'm not sure if the staff would, if I would be able to like power his wizard staff with my oh, brain in his body, but for the sake of argument let's say i can therefore i picked gandalf yeah this is really opening up some questions about where does a wizard's powers come from yeah and i don't wanna the only way i could answer is if i had gandalf's brain which is why i, I picked gandalf yeah uh as well like i would like there's so many things i don't understand about middle earth and i feel like uh, stealing Gandalf's entire brain is the only way I could figure out whether or not elves start dying as a baby. Well, he's been on Middle Earth for like millennia. So it's like you would have access, you'd have access to all the scrolls and the weird old libraries and stuff. I don't know. You know everyone? <laughs> I love that I've done the Freaky Friday mind swap so that I can go to the library. Anyways. <laughs> no, I, you know what? You really, you nailed it. Like, we didn't need any of this other talking because the real answer is Shadow Facts. Yeah. Although, do you think Shadow Facts would be able to tell that Gandalf's brain was gone? <laughs> like, I mean, probably, right? He's the Lord of Horses. He's really smart. You yeah. know? Ugh, I love so, him. Well, well, I guess we'll find out. When we actually free when we Freaky Friday <laughs> Mind Swap with Gandalf. Okay. Which member of the fellowship are you going to do karaoke with? And what song are you going to do? I chose Mary, your favorite, your favorite bae, uh, because he's a singer. He has a whole song about drinking pints at uh, the Green Dragon. We know he's got mm -hmm. a lovely voice. Um, Pippin does too. He sings a sad song to Denethor as well. So it was a tough call between the two of them. But I feel like... Because of the song I want to sing, which I will tell in a moment, uh, I chose Mary because I think he'll bring a certain enthusiasm to the performance. Uh, because the song we will be performing, Lindy, is Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, <laughs> which is one, my go-to karaoke song. And two, I think like thematic for Mary because he spends like the entire second movie in a tree. So I was like, that'll be good. He'll like it, right? That's like, welcome, nice. welcome to Fangorn. We got fun and games, you know? You're in the jungle, baby. You're in the jungle, baby. You're gonna die! <laughs> so, <laughs> who did you pick? Well, I picked Legolas. <laughs> because there's no way that that voice isn't like an ethereal... Mm marvel mm -hmm. and i'm sure it would put me in, under a spell it would be so beautiful that it would hurt and i'm not saying that because i love legolas i'm just saying that like it seems like that's part of the sort of anatomy of the elf like everything that they do is ethereal yeah angelic i i had to choose the most beautiful song i've ever heard which is of course the song that pippin sings for denethor <laughs> Home is behind the world ahead And there are many paths to tread So we're accomplishing a couple things here. We're humiliating Pippin by doing his song so much better than him. <laughs> and Legolas is like, we rode off <laughs> when the time is now. Oh my god! Mist and shadow, cloud and shade. I don't know how it goes, but it's basically like, it's like that. It's like, when 
the battle comes we go to fight <laughs> so like imagine like you know how beautiful it was just now when yes, i did it stunning i'm actually crying yeah imagine it like a, a billion a thousand billion times more beautiful that's how legolas would sing it Wow. So that was evocative. And I assume that most places have that on their karaoke menu. Yeah. All right. All right. Who are you gonna? Uh, you kill a spider and then have to listen to them condescendingly explain <laughs> the spiders are good actually because they eat bugs. <laughs> um, this is probably really obvious, but I picked Samwise. He's a gardener by trade. I'm sure he has a lot of strong opinions about uh, the ecosystem and spiders role in it. Uh, although in retrospect, this choice means I will actually have to listen to a lot of like informed points about <laughs> the spiders in the ecosystem, which would be annoying. So I don't know why I picked him, but I can tell you because I also picked him. Yeah. go. Oh, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Well, I, I hadn't even thought about the fact that he's a, a renowned gardener. <laughs> I just thought about how I think I hate him the least. So you wouldn't I... mind being stuck in conversation with him <laughs> for like yeah, 30 minutes. Well, so yeah. this is the. This is the thing that I dislike the most in a conversation, hearing about why it's actually good to have spiders in your house. Mm -hmm. um, as though I don't know everything about spiders. <laughs> Please. Um, but there's something like, I feel like Sam is just so folksy and charming. Like, I can't be mad at Sam. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's an angel. And then he himself had to make a tough choice about a spider later on, so... He's been there. He knows what it's like. Yeah, exactly. He has lived experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because he had to single-handedly fight Shelob. Frodo was no help, of course. <laughs> Sam had to fight Shelob alone using only Sting. Okay, Lindy, this actually big this will be a big shocker for our audience, but you came up with this next category. Who would you choose to have their hair become your pubes? Yeah, an, a hard-hitting question from journalism. The obvious answer would be Legolas. Mm -hmm, However, mm -hmm. neither of us, I can tell that neither of us picked yeah. that because we both already said That's Legolas. Right. So um, I have chosen Gimli. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. My you beloved can some husband, sure. Yes. yes. Sorry. Okay, Gimli, you got the volume. You can, there's bra <laughs> There's braids and beads, <laughs> probably mice and birds in there. Oh, I, Jesus. Well, no, I, look, I'm just saying Gimli contains multitudes. Sure. And so do I. And there very well could be a diamond in there. Exactly. So you might be, you could be making money on this deal, Lindy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, I just, there's a lot of options. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of styling options. Incredible. Incredible. Megan, what say you? <laughs> well, I have chosen Frodo. <laughs> Here's why. I just felt like it wouldn't be like a, a stark change, you know? It would keep a little bit of familiarity, you know? It's like the consistency sure, yeah, yeah. is roughly similar. I don't yeah. know. So it just seemed like, sure, Frodo. Nor normal. If a hobbit is half the size of a human, is their hair half as thick as a human hair? Well, and it just seems like there would be less. So perhaps yeah. I would be saving on like a, my wax bill. I don't know. Fine and silky mm -hmm. and sparse. Yeah. I so. think that's I think that's nice. What's next? Oh, there's only one left. And now just as uh, number eight was a category that Lindy came up with, <laughs> number nine, I think, as a, is a signature Megan category. Hire as your manservant as punishment for your favorite son's death. Um, you know, there was an obvious answer, which would have been Pippin, uh, because he has experience being hired as Denethor's manservant as punishment for his favorite son's death. However, I have chosen Boromir for this task. <gasps> because yeah, wow, that's like creating a time loop. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> but I have uh, because I just felt messing like with the fabric of space time. I am messing with the fabric of space and time. But I guess I just want him to know how toxic his father is being. I feel like he understands that his dad is being toxic to Faramir, but isn't willing to stand up for Faramir when his dad is like, yeah, I, I would never send you on an important task because I hate you. I'm sending Boromir and Boromir's <laughs> like, oh, he loves you. Don't worry about it, bro. Also, bye, because I'm going to Rivendell on this special task that dad assigned to me and not to you because I am highly 
favored in his esteem. And I just yeah. feel like Boromir has a lot to learn, except if he hadn't died, I don't know. If he, if he was not the titular favorite son's death. So you you think that Denethor should hire Boromir? No, I think to I be should. His oh, right. You should. <laughs> to teach right. Boromir a Got lesson it. about what it's like when other people hire when someone. When other people's favorite sons die. <laughs> correct. Okay. That's correct. So yeah. That's that's great. I love that. Yeah. Well, I did choose Pippin because I think he deserved what he got. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> absolutely worth making this episode just to uncover how much you loathe the hobbit don't even get me started on bilbo you are on demon time coming up we are bringing on our first guest ever to play fmk hfd yth with us and for listeners who have asked is your first guest renowned Lord of the Rings expert Stephen Colbert? Get excited. You're wrong. It's not him. Someone even better. It's Tyler from high school. <laughs> At Soundside, we bring you news and conversation rooted in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman. I think of my job hosting Soundside as, number one, asking tough questions of powerful people, the questions you, KUOW listeners, want answered. And two, bringing you a daily slice of the fascinating, confounding, and often goofy side of life in Washington State. Join me for Soundside at noon and 8 p.m. on KUOW or anytime on the Soundside podcast. All right. This is a very exciting time for the Text Me Back podcast because we have rejected all other guests. (laughs) People are absolutely breaking down our doors to be a guest on the show. We've said, no, Barack Obama, we don't have guests on this show. We said, no, Jennifer Aniston, Ben (laughs) Affleck. Thanks for calling, but this show doesn't have guests. This show's about best friends and best friends only, but we've made an exception. On this, our Lord of the Rings episode, we've invited on a wizard, one that we've known for a very long time. It's Tyler from high school. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Tyler Beret, our classmate from Garfield High School, class of 2000, and more importantly, one of our fellow recipients of the class of 2000 senior poll most likely to make you laugh award. One of my greatest achievements. Uh, So we've got three quarters of the most likely to make you laugh team here today. Tyler, thank you so much for being here. My absolute pleasure. Dr. Beret. When he's not being a wizard, his day job is scientist, (laughs) but mainly he's a wizard. All right. So here are the rules for you, wizard. Uh, First, you choose a Lord of the Rings character to F, a character to marry, and a character to kill. And then the aforementioned bonus categories. We will get to the villains later, but we're going to start with our heroes. So Tyler, which member of the Fellowship of the Ring are you gonna F? Well, Gandalf is a god, a demigod. You shall not pass! And I can't pass up the opportunity to F a god. So, bam. (laughs) I love that. I love Check it. Check that off the bucket list, you know? <laughs> wow. And it would be very powerful to have like a wizard wizard marriage. So that makes sense. But who would you marry? I'm going with Aragorn. Mm. Uh, you know, mm. he's the king. He's handsome. He seems like he, he you know, he's, ha- he's sowed his wild oats. He's had his adventures and he seems like a good guy. Does that make you a gold digger? Like you're a little bit like, I'm going for the king. Yeah, although if I were a an elf, you know, maiden who had immortality and chose mortality to be with him, I don't think there's any amount of gold you could dig. A, a smog's hoard would not be enough. Also, I guess if you were a gold digger, you'd marry Gimli. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good, good point. point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> who are we killing, wizard? Who are we killing? I mean, you got to kill Pippin. He's just causing problems. He contributes nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely. Not a thing. 
uh, hurt their feelings. <sighs> you know, Boromir, he's had a tough life, yep. but he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. He's troublesome. Yeah. Uh, do karaoke with and which song? Okay, I, I love um, accents, and I would love to do some karaoke with Gimli. Well, this is a thing unheard of. An elf will go underground when a dwarf dare not. Specifically, oh. I would love to see Gimli do Rapper's Delight, a, fa- a personal karaoke yes. favorite. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This next one, I think that you, uh, Doctor Tyler slash Wizard, I think might find this one relatable. All right. For you, kill a spider and then have to listen to them condescendingly explain that spiders are good, actually, because they eat bugs. Your choice. I'm going with Frodo. Uh, I, mm. You know, <laughs> That's so he's so good at condescendingly explaining things in a way that, like, you get that. That uh, that swell of the orchestra behind him. You've got that beautiful British accent. How do you go on? And in your heart, you begin to understand. There is no going back. There are some things that time cannot mend. Some hurts that go too deep. That have taken hold. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like, I, I made a yeah, mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. It's yeah. good for the ecosystem. You're totally. right. You're totally right. Yeah. Sam, Sam, we need the spider. Exactly. To lead us. If he wasn't passed Sam. out, I'm sure he would have said that after Sam killed Shelob. Or I don't know if he killed Shelob. Exactly. He messed her up. That's oh for sure. Oh, my God. Dude, I fucking hate Frodo. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, their hair becomes your pubes. Mary, I'm going with Mary. He's got some nice. That's <laughs> oh, so because there's such an it. obvious choice, but yeah, just a nice that. curly bush, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, hire as your manservant as punishment for your favorite son's death. I mean, Sam Gamgee, because it's yeah. almost like doing him a favor to hire him as a manservant. That's what he wants to do is serve a person serve you know whether that would be a punishment for him or not whether it might be a punish more of a punishment for me than it is for him (laughs) can i make goonies references and will he respond to them breaking the fourth wall (laughs) in the lord of the rings (laughs) okay good pick a good pick for manservant freaky friday mind swap i gotta go with legolas because I, I want to have my mind in an elf's body so I can do run up, <laughs> you know, rocky staircases that are crumbling. Don't even get me going on what happens in the Hobbit trilogy with Legolas. The dude is amazing. Imagine what your elf eyes could see to- looking <laughs> through the microscope I mean, in the lab. Oh, God. Tell me. Would, truly, truly. Would you even need a microscope? God, I could see all of the sick trees in the forest. This forest is old. Very old. Full of memory. And anger. Oh, Ugh. amazing. Amazing. All right. All let's right, go through it heroes. one more time. Now let's hear about the villains. Who are you going to F? Well, ju- same logic. If I have a chance to F a god, I'm going to do it. And there's actually two gods on the the villains list, but I'm going with Sauron. Yeah, I mean, as long as you get to F him, I think, in his his human form, his cunning human form. I I totally get that, yeah. I mean, I'm down with whatever form. Hey. (laughs) The eye? Just the eyeball? (laughs) Believe you me, we could go to the internet right now. Do you think we would not find... Some pornography featuring that eye. I'm sure we would. It would not be that difficult, but I will not be checking. Listeners, go do it right now. I know you're enjoying it. You do not have to obey the wizard. Do not text us. (laughs) If you text the text club pictures of that eyeball in compromising positions, you are fired from the text club. Okay. All right. Who? Which villain are you going to marry? I got to go with Lobelia Sackbill Baggins because. She's the only woman on the list 
What about Shelob? Oh, you're right. She's the only (laughs) anthropomorphic (laughs) human on the list. And, you know, I want that marriage to be safe across different time and place. I don't want it to be, you know, if I marry a guy, it's going to be someone's going to erode that marriage. That's Mm. true. Is gay marriage legal in Mordor? We don't know. Probably not. Also, potentially Lobelia Sackville Baggins is going to inherit Bag End. Who else is living there? That's a good point. Who are you going to kill among this list of eminently killable villains? I mean, you got to kill Saruman and Wormtongue. <laughs> a twofer. Yeah. They deserve to die. Yeah. They are a couple of stinkers. Let me tell you. <laughs> they do deserve it. Absolutely. It's so hard to get them. Like, they die like four times in the, in the book, in the movie. <laughs> they finally true. go down. When I rewatched the trilogy just now, I was watching it with my friend uh, who had seen it like a long time ago, but wasn't really paying attention. And at one point when we first meet Saruman, she goes, he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is honestly a take I love. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) That's so true, sweetie. So true. Um, Okay, whose feelings are you going to hurt? I presume when you mentioned Denethor, you're talking about the elf of the first age, not the steward no. of Gondor in the third the age. The steward of Gondor. Because I chose Denethor, but I was talking about the other Denethor. Why would Tolkien name two people Denethor? I, it's a great question. It's, I mean, it, it's a good sounding name. <laughs> it is a good sounding name. Are you okay with hurting the steward of Gondor's of course, feelings? Of course. Yeah. Okay, great. He deserves it too. Who are you going to Freaky Friday Mind Swap with? I think I got a free, Freaky mind, Friday Mind Swap with the Witch King of Angmar because he's undead. And I don't know what it's like to be mm-hmm. undead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun to fly around, too. Totally. Maybe wound somebody with a Morgul blade. Uh, <laughs> something that they're going to feel for the rest of their life. But I yeah, love but that. Yeah. All right. Do karaoke with and which song? I mean, I got to go with Gollum. Because, like, I can definitely imagine Gollum doing some killer karaoke. Must have the precious. They stole it from us. Sneaky little orbitses. Wicked, tricksy, false. So, I had a couple of thoughts. Like, at first, I wanted Gollum to rickroll me. Uh, and I do think that would be funny. <laughs> Uh, yes, to see him doing Rick Astley. <laughs> uh, and then I was going with the, the bodyguard, Whitney Houston. That would be great. But I settled on, do you believe in love after love? Uh, I just... Oh no, I'm going to die! <laughs> I want to sing that with Gollum so bad. Which is like... And would you do the choreographed dance? Of course. Of course. And yeah. you, I mean, you imagine he would be on all fours, really getting around. Yeah. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to see it. Incredible. I would kill to see it Incredible. at the Green Dragon. Yes. <laughs> you kill a spider and you have to listen to them condescendingly explain that spiders are good, actually, because they eat bugs. So. It's got to be Shelob. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, just because she, you know, she, well... For obvious I reasons, she would. I know assume the she answer. has a lot of strong feelings about it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, a conflict of interest yeah. and unethical journalism. But okay, well, Shelob. And I mean, would you put it past Shelob to have like had some offspring and then eaten them out of her Ooh. gluttony? Ooh. Oh my god! I mean, I don't want to. Ca- I don't want to paint her as a child, but it it happens. First of all, that's fat phobic diet culture that you would say that, but I agree. <laughs> she would do that. She would. No, it's based yeah. on my zoology degree. <laughs> like... <laughs> I stand corrected. Okay, their hair becomes the most important question of all their hair becomes your pubes. Well, Wizard you've sex? heard the term fire crotch, but wait until I have Balrogs. <laughs> hair as my pubes because i will bring a completely another take to the term fire crotch oh my god that's amazing and finally who are you going to hire as your manservant as punishment for your favorite son's death well similarly I, i'm gonna hire uh lurts on the 
I don't even know if it's a punishment. I think that's what Lurtz was bred to do. And mm-hmm. I think it would be great to have him, you, you know, like whatever I need him to do. I would love to send Lurtz to like Trader Joe's, you know, <laughs> trying to sort like the different types of sausage from each other. And he just looks over to this person next to him. <laughs> Have you tried this one? Oh, oh my God. You know, I feel like Lurtz really doesn't get to shine in Saruman's employ. Like he mm. is given a very narrow set of tasks. Yeah. And who knows what Lurtz is capable of? Yeah. We'll never know his because ar- his arms got cut off and then he got killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go. <laughs> well... Wow. That was the most likely FMK to make me laugh. Thank you so much. (laughs) Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Thank you so much to our wizard Tyler from high school. Thank you so much to Megan. Thank you to Jolkin, Rokin, Rokin, Tolkien for bringing (laughs) us this glorious universe. I'm really happy with this episode, Megan. Me too. I think we slayed many enemies. We bonded with, uh, we made fellowship with our Mm. listeners and it was just truly, it was, and above all, it was very cozy. This is either going to be our most successful episode ever or our most (laughs) successful episode ever. (laughs) It can't lose. It's a billion dollar franchise. Come on. Come on, Tolkien heads. If we're wrong, we're sailing to the undying lands. Am I right? Okay. (laughs) It's a win-win. Coming up in episode eight, it's our holiday special. Yay. Kind of a clip show. Like, you know, if we're on a sitcom and we get locked in the walk-in freezer overnight and then we reminisce about <laughs> all the wacky stuff that's happened to us. That's right. We are going to share our favorite memories of the Text Me Back podcast. We are going to be talking about how Lindy and I met and became besties. We're going to talk about how we stay cozy over the holidays. We're going to talk about horrible television programs that we've been re-watching. You won't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the bears that keep invading my yard and stealing my picnic baskets. I think that... First of all, this is going to be a cozy wrap-up of all your favorite moments from Text Me Back that if I were you, I would want to relive. And also, if you have a friend that isn't into Text Me Back yet, maybe this is a great entry point. You could send it to them because it's like a little bit of a greatest hits. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Best friends make the world go round. So make sure you and your bestie tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening to text me back you can find me on instagram at the lindy west and you can find me at important m-e-a-g-a-n if you like the show please tell your best friend about us rate and review us it helps people find the show text me back is a production of kuow in seattle a proud member of the npr network our editor is Jeannie yandalf our senior producer is brandy Merkwood. our mixer is Jay, son of Arathorn Burroughs. Our production team includes Michaela Giannotti Boylrog, Amelia Doc Pituk, Juan Ring to Rule the Ball Pablo Chiquitza, Sarum Hans the Twite, Bren Denethor Sweeney, and Marshall Isengard. Our music is by Chief Ahamithrandir J. Oloran. Special thanks to our perfect angel, Isildur Raftery. I'm Lindy Westfarthing. And I'm Morgoth Hatchermaze. See you next week.